Brother Ben here. Brother Ben. Now, Ben got a heck of a program. A lot of people listening to Brother Ben. And Ben tells them about the minister. And Ben tells them about the minister. All right. Assalamu alaikum, family. Welcome back to your morning power call. We meet every morning, 8 a.m. Central Time. If you would like to come on the Zoom with us and be able to dialogue with us, at the end and share your feedback, just text the word nation to 833-276-7174 and you can come directly on the Zoom call with us. Our goal is to have over 100 every morning with us, man. I'm, I'm proud of you all on the power call, you all who have been inviting guests and actually getting your guests to come on because, I mean, it's, it's almost becoming a norm us having over a hundred people on, on the zoom that is in the morning studying with us. And y'all know it took us a couple of months even to get there. But every morning we have about over 200 that tunes in because we got about a hundred that tunes in on zoom and over a hundred that tunes in between uh, YouTube and Facebook. So every morning we have hundreds of people in the morning, getting up, studying with us, growing with us. So that is, um, that's amazing. Uh, I want to, this morning, we're going to listen to Brother Abdullah. And uh, this is a brother who was also around the Honorable Muhammad during the first resurrection they call. And this audio is going to be called uh, God's Chosen People. God's Chosen People. And as you listen to this, those of you all who are first time guests on the Zoom, I want you to take notes, write notes about what stands out for you. Uh, I want you to be able to, or I want you to share at the end of this as well, because as we always say, God puts something in you. Uh, God touched you with something that may have not been recognizable for someone else. All of us hear something different based on what we're experiencing. So when you share your testimony, when you share your story, it makes the message hit just that much more. Okay. So we're not even going to wait no longer. Let's go ahead and get it queued up. And uh, we will take your take your uh, feedback at the end. All right, let's see here. Let's go. We who have been claiming to be Muslims all of these years, if we look in our own book, the Holy Quran, in the third chapter, in the 66th verse, it says, Abraham was not a Jew nor a Christian, but he was an upright man, a Muslim, and he was not one of the polytheists. All right, many times we used to use that. We used to use that and say, I see, he's a Muslim, and all you Jews and all you Christians are wrong. But in the same third chapter, just before that, in the 63rd and 64th verse, it says, all followers of the book, Bible, Come to an equitable proposition between us and you that we will not serve any but Allah, God, and we shall not associate aught with him, all followers of the book. Why do you dispute about Abraham when the Torah, the Old Testament, and the gospel were not revealed till after him? Do you not then understand? Look at that very closely. 
says that you should understand that there's no reason to argue about whether Abraham was the founder or a father or a member of the Jewish or the Christian religion because both of their books were revealed after Abraham's time. Well then, let's be logical. Paul said, prove all things. Hold fast to that which is good. If the Christian, organized Christian religion and the organized Jewish religion cannot claim Abraham, what about the organized Muslim religion? When was the Holy Quran revealed? You hear me talking to you? When the book says he was a Muslim, it doesn't mean a court Muslim, a Sunni Muslim, or a Hanafi Muslim, or a black Muslim. It means a Muslim by definition of the fact that he was one who submitted his will entirely to the will of God. He didn't have no name for his religion. He didn't need none. Okay? <laughs> Praise is due to Allah. This is why Minister Farrakhan says we got to have the old time religion. The religion whose age is not measured by the calendar. Measured by the longevity of its precepts and practices. Judah, that Judaism was named after, lived 3,500 years ago. Moses, who they claim was also the author of the same religion, although they didn't name it after him, they waited and named it after Judah, which is something strange, lived 4,000 years ago. Jesus, whom they named Christianity after, lived 2,000 years ago. Muhammad, who some of the ignorant Arabs call the holy founder of Islam, only lived 1,400 years ago. Then what was the religion of all of the prophets and the righteous before those men came on the scene? Don't tell me they taught the only religion that could, or the only teaching that could save anybody when there were people who saved whole nations before they were even born. Moses, Noah, you know, how did they save people? And they didn't, they never heard of, of Jesus, Lot, I mean, pardon me, Jesus, Muhammad, none of them. Think about it. Judah, never heard of them. All right. So this is what Minister Farrakhan is saying. Let's get together. And he's not excluding white people even, and this may come as a, somewhat of a shock to some of us. It's not excluding white people. See? We know their nature, and we know what's going to happen to just about every one of them. But we ain't supposed to make that judgment. This is where we made a mistake. We're trying to do God's work. We're going to run around and try to judge white folk. We ain't got no right to judge white folk. Let's take the criterion that God uses and say any man or woman that can live up to this criterion, we accept them as our brother and sister, and we love them. And anyone who cares, then we don't. Because God gave us the criteria. God didn't say love nobody because they're black and hate nobody because they're white, did he? No, said love the righteous. Fight the wicked. Yes, sir. See, the reason a lot of us didn't want to deal with that because we might fall in the wrong bag. <laughs> okay. But that's where it is. Mr. Farquhar has made it plain publicly in the last week. Now, if a Jew a Caucasian Gentile lives the law of Moses and or the law of Jesus, lives in righteousness and does no harm to anyone but does good to everyone. We accept him as a brother and we got to love him because that's the law of God. Now I don't know how many we gonna find that can do that, but that's not our business. See? There's a difference in how you view a thing. We ain't saying nothing different. We're just doing it in a righteous, positive manner. 
Because look, if you could, that's what God did. God sent white folks all the prophets. Do you know that? Yes, sir. You look at who the prophets went to. They went to white folks. He gave them every chance in the world. Yes, sir. Send them prophets. Yes, sir. Say, look. I'm not gonna condemn you just because I know that you were created with an evil nature. You can't be just by reading a person's nature and talking about they, hey, we're gonna execute this. We're gonna put this cat in the gas chamber because he's a potential murderer. I sat no analyze him and see that he got murder in his mind. You can't kill nobody for what's in their mind. You got to wait till they at least attempt to do that. Then you can judge them. So I can just take a, a, a little white baby that's been born. Yes, I ain't gonna lie. Yes, he's born a devil. Yes, he's born unrighteous by nature. But has he done anything? That's right. Has he done anything? Think this will keep us from persecuting people as we have been persecuted. And this is another point that the minister makes so strong when he talks about when he condemns the Jews. He said, how can a people who have been persecuted all over the earth turn around and persecute the Palestinians the same way? Or by the same token, you and I have been persecuted worse than the Jews. Then what do we look like once we get a little power, we're going to turn around and do the same thing or worse to somebody else that they did to us. Then that means we should have been persecuted because we are righteous ourselves. Now, brothers and sisters, with the man teaching what you just heard me repeat from him, why is it that you see so much venom spewed in the newspapers, the magazines, on radio and television against this man? Why would they condemn a man who's teaching that kind of universal brotherhood? He ain't teaching just brotherhood of you and me. He makes that very plain. That our problem is we ain't got, we cannot, we are incapable of loving or even cooperating with even our own brothers, the Red Indians, until we first love and cooperate with each other. Yes, There's always a first step. That's just like saying, well, this man is anti-roof because he won't just put a roof in there. How the hell you going to put a roof up and ain't got no walls and no foundation? You ain't anti-roof, you're anti-stupidity. <laughs> you know that there are logical steps. He's not against everybody in the world, black, brown, red, yellow, and white getting together on a cooperative basis. But if you can't get together with black, which is you, how the hell you gonna get together with somebody at the other end of the spectrum? You don't have no basis to cooperate with something totally unlike you when you can't came cooperate with your own flesh and blood? <laughs> no. So why do they say such evil of this man? Why is this man such a threat to them when he all he's saying is, let us all unite together on a base of righteousness and we, we, we forget color, hair texture, all of that. Culture, we forget all that. Let's stand on righteousness. Yes, sir. Close our eyes and don't even have to see what we look like. We just know how we act. We all act alike, we're all alike. And for that they vilify him. For that they want to crucify him verbally. Why? Ain't that strange? The more good a man does, the worse they hate him. We have to examine that. Yes, sir. What are they saying about him? They say he's a racist. That's right. Anti-white. That's right. Yes, sir. He's anti-Semite. Come on, brother. Right. Well, now let's look at it. First of all, let's do what they call play devil's advocate. Suppose he is. Come on, brother. Suppose he were anti-white. 
which he's not, but just suppose he would be. All white folks would have a perfect right to be mad at him. Isn't that right? If you know somebody don't like you, you ain't gonna be loving them except Negroes. <laughs> but, you know. but they would have a perfect right not to like the man. They would. But if Minister Farrakhan is anti-white, what that nigga black is me doing running around on home dig that old Farrakhan? If I ain't white, what business is it of mine? If he's anti-Jew and I ain't Jewish, you don't see no star name on me? Then what I care what he think about the Jew. <laughs> All praise is due to Allah. You see how crazy we are, brothers and sisters? I mean crazy. I mean, some of y'all were here last week, I think, and we went into that a little bit. You understand, we say crazy, we're not slandering nobody. We're crazy. Insanity is when you have lost touch with reality, and you have fashioned a fantasy world, and instead of you adjusting to the reality that you have to deal with day to day, you try to take the real world and shape it to fit your fantasy, and then that's when they put the straitjacket on you. <laughs> What makes them say he's a racist, he's anti-Semitic? One statement. All that other stuff you hear them quoting him saying, that ain't what they mad about. They are mad about one statement and one statement alone. He says, we, the black people of America, are the choice of God today. Now that's what everybody's mad about. Arabs are mad about, the Africans don't dig it. Chinese ain't too happy with it. That's what he says. And that's what he proves. <laughs> now, a white man named Herbert W. Armstrong is on your radio, your television, produces two magazines, a whole library of books and booklets, and pamphlets, I got a whole 18-month Bible course. He's got a, a college out in power band big beautiful college out in Pasadena, California, and one over in London. He's got a big beautiful establishment down in South Africa. I mean, he, he's, he's, and he's spreading the world, the word all over the globe that the chosen people of God are the white Anglo-Saxon English speaking people. And nobody's ever called him a racist. <laughs> Is that weird? The Jews have made us to believe as far back as any of us in here can remember that the Jews are God's chosen people. And we never call them a racist, did we? So what are we saying? It's all right for God to choose the white Anglo-Saxon. And it's all right for God to choose the Jew. But something so inherently and intrinsically wrong with us, our very nature, that God would be crazy to choose us. Isn't that something? We're the only people on earth that think so little of ourselves that we think even God don't want us. I'm afraid this due to a lot. Let's examine God's choice. There was a time, and this is what these people do. They take the history and so forth, and then they twist up a little bit and try to, what they want to do is stay in power. There was a time when the Europeans that Herbert Armstrong is talking about were God's choice to rule. They were. History proves that. They colonized the entire earth. They came out of Europe. They came out of them caves, brothers and sisters. As soon as they learned how to cook and put on clothes, they was terrible. 
<laughs> and they went all over the earth, and wherever they went, they ruled. Biggest China is half the people in the world almost live in China, and they went over and took China, looked at England, a postage stamp island, went and conquered China. Now, tell me God wasn't with them. I understand this. This is another thing we get all mixed up. If you deny, see, when the, when the white folks said, yes, we were ruling by divine right, the European kingdoms are in power by divine right. They call it divine right of kings. Y'all studied that in history. And as we got out here and stood on the corners of Harlem and listened to the cats on the ladders and got all black, we wanted to deny that. You can't deny that. You can't deny that. If you deny that, if you say that those white folks came out and took over the world against God's will, you're saying white folks better than God. If you believe in God and the power of God, you know that the white folks could not have taken over unless God wanted them to take over. All right, let's look at this now. We got to grow up. We got to become adults and quit looking like children just because you don't like something. You know what? I used to hear Muslims say, you know white folks are ignorant. And I look at them and say, if they so ignorant, how come they got all the jobs and all the money? I mean, just because you don't like a thing, don't mean that that thing ain't, it ain't intelligent. Because you don't like it, don't mean it ain't got power. You don't like it, so it's going to be what you would like for it to be. No, that's crazy. You got to take it for what it is. Yes, sir. White folks were ordained by God to rule. Yes, sir. For a time. <laughs> okay? Back during the Ming Dynasty, the Han Dynasty, and all those that China ruled the earth. China was the meanest thing on earth. How? By God's permission. When Marco Polo, right now, when you think of spaghetti, who you think about? The Italians, don't you? Italians had never seen no spaghetti till Marco Polo went to China and the Chinese over there making spaghetti. He brought it back and the Italians fell in love with it, not as their national dish, but it came from China. See, <laughs> See you and I, we got all these of them. You know Chinese never heard of chop suey till they came to America? <laughs> To reality. You gotta look at the thing like it is. French frying was not invented by the French, it was a black man in the state of New York, which was now in New Amsterdam, who showed white folks how to deep fry potatoes. <laughs> I mean, we just gotta get into some reality. This, I'm not gonna, we're not gonna have a very involved lecture today. All I wanna do, I wanna make sure that Muslim, that the registered Muslims and the non-registered Muslims, that we all, you know, Every now and then we have to come and just get some down the earth stuff, just to make sure our feet are still on the ground and we know where we're going. Okay? We ain't no way out sciencing and breaking down stars and atoms and stuff today. No, no, no. No. We better break down this ground under our feet and try to grow something out of it. And since the black studies have been on the scene, you know that at one time Africa was God's choice. When Ghana and Songhai and Mali and Timbuktu were in their glory, and when the white folks from Greece, the way they built white civilization, where they got the knowledge to begin building what is now white Western civilization, the Greeks had to go into Egypt on the continent of Africa and do all their study. Yes, sir. You wouldn't have no geometry today if Euclid hadn't got it to you. And Euclid learned it from a man named Pythagoras who learned it from Thales of Miletus who went to Alexandria, Egypt and brought it back to Greece. Okay. 
Americans were God's chosen people. And nobody can deny that. <laughs> At one point, God chose the Arabs. When he raised up Muhammad, he raised Muhammad up to put the Arabs in the rulership of the earth. Did they rule it? I hope to tell you they did. That Moorish guy said, your Moor means black. Any of y'all named Moor or Morris, you, that means black. You got a pretty good old slave name. Moor means black. And when you read in your books about the Moorish conquest of Europe, it's about the black conquest. That's when the Muslims went in and took over most of Europe, all the way up to Vienna, Austria. That's why, see, you wanted to claim kinship with some of them cats. That's why you see the southern French, the Spaniards, the Italians looking so dark and greasy. Right. Because that's how they stopped them. Listen to me, black man. That's how Charles Martel stopped the Moorish conquest. If you read a good history book, they will tell you that what the white folks were doing was they were burning their fields, the scorched earth policy, as they called it. That's where it started. When they would have to retreat from a town because the Muslims were coming. I mean, the Muslims were coming mean. Muslims were coming mean in any force you ever heard of in your life because they didn't have nothing to do but win or die. In fact, I, I, some of you know this story. The Rock of Gibraltar was named Jibal El Tariq, rock in, in Arabic. The Rock of Tariq, after the man Tariq who led them in the conquest of Europe, when they got off the boats, they looked back, Tariq had set all the boats on fire, told them we ain't gonna need them. We either win or die, because we ain't going back, okay? Now, that's a fierce force. That's a lot of zeal to have to come up against. So, the Europeans didn't, I mean, they couldn't, they were just getting wiped out, and all they were doing was running, but in their running, they were burning up all of the fields so that the Muslims wouldn't have nothing to eat and they were taking all that jewelry on. Charles Martel watched them. He said, no, these people have a strong belief in God. They have a religious zeal that you will never defeat. He says, don't burn up your crops. He said, leave your crops standing. Leave some of your riches there and leave some of your women behind. And when they begin to get rich and, and, and greedy and get to live in luxurious life and get to land with these white women, he said, they will begin to argue with each other about who is the boss. You hear that? And the reason we need to study that is not because it's a nice little fairy tale, it's because we better be careful today. Okay? That's why they look all mixed up. They got over there and they turned their woman loose on them, mixed them up, and the next thing you knew, the Muslims were being persecuted. They, were, they had what they call the Inquisition. Yes, sir. Every Muslim that they could catch, identify as Muslim, they cut their right hand off and their left leg off, or their right hand, left leg, right hand, and their right leg, one on the one side and one on the other, to let everybody in mark. These are these fierce folks who came in here and whooped us. Now look what we're doing to them. They were God's choice, but they messed up. White girls got them away from God. <laughs> all right. Now, after looking at all of that, we have to ask the question. If God chose the Europeans at one time, the Chinese at another time, Africans at another time, the Arabs at another time, he ain't going to never choose us. If he don't, I don't want him. You hear me talking to him? I can't use him. If he dig everybody but me, then I dig everybody but him. 
Now, you know, I know white folks made us crazy, but sister, when you really stop and think about it, I mean, I know there's some of y'all that do this, but when you come in your right mind, you stop that foolishness of wanting somebody that don't want you, don't you? Yeah, I know a lot of y'all been into that bag. <laughs> you too, brother. Man, this brown ain't nothing. Why you good? But I love him, man. I can. Hey, you grow out of that when you get intelligent, don't you? When you start learning and say the first thing, you say, "Well, I don't want nobody. Don't want me." And that go for God too. Now you may think that's blasphemy, but that's that's for real. I don't want no God. Don't want me. What can I do with it? Somebody don't like me. Well, I'll put you on the back. Man, what the hell with you? I'll go find me somebody else. Yes, sir. <laughs> you may say, well, you said he chose Africa, so that was us. That don't count. Because we ain't Africans. Okay, how many people tell you you're African or you're African American or you all that? You ain't none of that. We're different people. Okay? God chose Europe to colonize the world. But then after Europe lost its power, who did God choose? America. They used to be Europeans. Now if their descendants ruled, and then they came to a new land, and then they were chosen to rule, just because our descendants ruled, how does that mean we don't have a right to rule? <laughs> we're talking equality now, brothers and sisters. That's right. Just as the Europeans had their divine right, don't forget that James Monroe established the doctrine of manifest destiny. When he wrote the Monroe Doctrine and took over all of South and Central America, he said, we're doing it because we have a manifest destiny to rule. Saying what? God has ordained it. And God had to ordain it. He had to ordain it. And you know he wasn't with all them Catholics in South America, and they couldn't keep America from taking it over. God had to be with America at that time. Now, as I told the folks at the church dinner last night, I used to, I love a song, there's one song in particular that the choirs sing in the churches when I go visit churches, which I do as often as I can, that I really love. They say, it is no secret what God can do, what he has done for others, he can do for you. Now, I dig that. Now, that's my kind of God. Now, we found it. Okay? That's my kind of Lord. You do it for them, do it for me. They sing it and don't even understand it. That it's saying to them the same thing. If God can lift up all these other people to rule, why not you? And if you don't believe that, then you doubt the power of God. It's a secret to you what God can do, because you don't believe that what he's done for others, he can do for you. You ain't broke the secret yet. Christians have a saying, and, and, and the minister took it as one of his texts as he traveled around the country. In Christ, all things are possible. Now, you know, either they are or they aren't. Why is it that you think that everything is so possible in Christ if it makes white folks successful? But when you look at our condition, if all things are possible in Christ, then you know that you and I can be lifted from the very bottom to the top. Didn't the book say that the bottom rail shall become the top? Yes, Didn't it say that the tail will become the head? Ain't nobody never been behind us. We've always been the lowest on the totem pole, right? Doesn't it say the first shall be last and the last shall be first? We definitely last. Then the book is telling us we got to be first. Otherwise, the book is last. 
Not only can God do it, he got to do it because he said he's going to do it. Praise is due to our life. The Jews are mad because the minister says we are God's chosen people and not them. All right. They talk about they established Israel because of the law of return. The law of return is very clear in the Bible. God made a covenant with Moses. The Jews had strayed from the way of God. God made a covenant. Say, so you're going to be chased and be a vagabond in the earth. You're going to have to be scattered all over and be persecuted. But if you return to the law of Moses, if you return to the law that God gave to Moses, then I will return you to your land. That was a, that's a bargain. Did the Jews ever return to righteousness? Y'all live with them. They never did. Plus he said, if you return, if you make the spiritual return, I will send you one called Messiah to lead you on the physical return. Did a Messiah come get them? They're not the people. He further said to Abraham that his people, who would be the last choice, would serve another nation in a strange land, a land that was not theirs, for 400 years. Did the Jews ever spend 400 years in bondage to anybody? He said, oh yeah, in Egypt with Moses. That ain't what the Jews said. In the 8th chapter of St. John, the 32nd verse, when Jesus said, You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The Jews said, How do you say you're going to make us free? We have never been in bondage to any man. It's 2,000 years after Moses is dead, and the Jews are declaring to the world, They ain't never been in bondage. So if they ain't never were in bondage, and you don't know nobody after Jesus that was in bondage except us for 400 years. Then who's the book talking about that would be God's last choice? <laughs> I mean, the man is standing on solid ground historically, spiritually, every way you can name. Politically, morally, because the Jews went in and robbed and stole and killed and chased people away more. That ain't the way a righteous people get a promised land. Not stealing, don't mean they don't have to kill. But they don't justly go in and just take a people's land. The stone that the builders rejected, that's us. Now, the Jews have been God's choice, as we say. But they messed up. God told them, you do this, do that. Well, what happened? What about Europe? You know, is God just, does he just like to play chess? Does he just like to set people up and to make them great? And then say, aha, now you feeling good? Bam, I'm knocking you down. That'd be all cruel and kind of crazy. He'd be kind of off. You know, folks who do that kind of stuff, they're kind of off. You know, like kids, they always talk about little boys, they, they, they start worrying about them. They like to catch butterflies and stick pins in them and stuff. You know, just cruel, cruel acts for the sake of cruelty. You know, big game hunters who go out and shoot something they can't even eat just to shoot it. Why have all of these civilizations risen by the grace of God and then fallen by the command of God? Because whenever God lifts up a people, he places condition on their rule. With power comes responsibility. 
And if you don't live up to your responsibility, you don't have the right to rule. And that's what has happened to all of them. When the Europeans were colonizing the earth, they did not rule the people with justice and equity. They robbed the people of all of the resources and got rich themselves and brutalized the people. America has done the same thing with us as well as their colonies. Puerto Rico, all the other little islands out there. They had Panama for a while. They had Cuba, the Dominican Republic, Grenada, which they just invaded. You know, they haven't served with justice. The Chinese had these thousand and one torture methods that they put on people and stuff. They weren't righteous. Don't care how powerful and how smart you are, if you're not righteous, your arm's too sharp to box with God. You understand? When the Holy Quran was revealed to Muhammad, you see in that revelation that God promised the Muslims that he would make them masters of the earth to see how they act. That's ex explicit in the Holy Quran. Allah tells them straight up, I will make you masters in the earth to see how you act. So he made them masters. Saw how they acted, and that's why they owe that now. They can't get together. They messed up. Today we are being tried. We ain't even in power yet. See, God's last choice is the best. Because once he puts his last choice in power, what makes us last is ain't nobody else going up because we ain't coming down. So that means that we have to be more qualified than anybody that has ever ruled because we're going to be the only ones that establish that kingdom that shall last forever. All right? So that means he can't treat us like he did the others. He can't put us in power and then let us have on-the-job training. We got to go through some stuff before we get in power. We got to be tested to see if we are worthy of assuming the seat. Since once we get on it, we ain't coming off. You know, when somebody get a no-cut contract, you got to make sure they mean. Y'all yes, know that, don't you? Y'all yes, see them baseball and football players get them no-cut contract? Yes, you know they bad. Because the rest of them get them contracts that if you don't produce, we can let you go. They got to know this cat going to produce if they going to give him a no-cut contract. He don't have to worry about getting fired. I mean, they got to weigh him and make sure he can cut the mustard. Well, it's the same way. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad says that this is why God gave white folks unalikeness and great wealth and riches. Why? To try us. Number one, it is a law of nature that unalike attracts. You know that. That's why you got magnets. That's why all of this technology you got. You got all these different things. This tape record over here works on the different poles. Unalike attracts. So when the white man was created, he was created unalike because he would be a great trial for us because we automatically would be attracted to them and they to us. And gave them great wealth and riches. You say, well, how does that try us? <laughs> How many black people, when we were back teaching, just the raw teaching without any explanation of how we're going to get there, about having our own nation, separate territory set up that we own and govern? That's the first thing come out of most black folks' mouth. Yeah, man, but I mean, we're going to 
leave all these stuff, all this stuff here to white folks out. And we, you mean, we got to start all over again? Got to get out in the wilderness and start we leave these bad TV sets and air conditioners and these Cadillacs in? That's the first thing that hit their mind, which is natural. But that's their trial. See how much they're in love with that. Because actually, we don't have to leave none of that. Ain't going to leave none of that. The Honorable Elijah Mama said we would be crazy. We would have wasted time suffering all these years on the white folks if we didn't get something from them and learn something from them. White folks went through this country cutting down timber, building up this country. They have a magnificent civilization here. What in the world we look like a man in this? Go back in the wood, cut out some more trees, what they call reinventing the wheel, when the wheel's already there. No, we want some of this. All right. But it tries us. There's a, there's a prayer in the Bible, in, in the Proverbs, the 30th chapter, 8th and 9th verse. There's a prayer in there where the writer of Proverbs prays to God not to either give him poverty or riches. He said, don't give us poverty or riches. And look at that. That's a strange prayer, isn't it? He said, no, I just want to be so-so. I want to be right in the middle. I don't want you to make me rich, and Lord, don't let me be poor. Why? He explains it in the prayer. Because he says, that if you give me too many riches, Lord, I might deny you. I get so comfortable in it, I feel like I did it all myself and forget where my blessings came from. He said, if you let me get too poor, I might steal. <laughs> That's real, ain't it? The Honorable Elijah Muhammad, in training his ministers, gave us a lesson where it tells us the three things that are most dangerous to a minister and the three things most likely to destroy him. And he lists them. The beauty of women, lust for wealth, and poverty. Any one of those three or any combination of them will wipe you out. Okay? So now, brothers and sisters, we must be rulers. Be rulers, we're the first ones who have to get the qualifications before we rule. Okay? What qualifies us? How do we know how to get qualified? It's easy. Easy? Yes, it's easy. I didn't say it's easy to do, I say it's easy to know. Now, I don't know if it's just easy to do. If it's easy to do, it wouldn't be worth nothing. But it's easy to know. What makes it so easy? Because you got a role model. Hey? This is why God always puts a role model in front of a people he wants to raise up. So they have no excuse. Well, Lord, I didn't know what to do. Did you watch my man? <laughs> Did you check him out? I didn't tell you what to do. I showed you what to do because I put one among you who was doing it all. Praise be to Allah. Man, give it up for that brother. Man, that's Brother Abdullah, formerly known as Brother John Shabazz. I put some links inside of our Telegram if y'all want to know a little bit more about the brother. I want to read something from the minister about him before we take hands. The minister said about him, Ever since I met my brother, we have never had one word of misunderstanding. He was deep. He was penetrating. He was comical. He had a lot of wit. In the time of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, there were two men 
that were the greatest representatives of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad at that time. Number one was Malcolm X. Number two was Brother John Shabazz, who we just heard from. No one compared to him in debates he would have with whites or so-called Negroes that wanted to argue against Islam. I have never known him to lose any argument or any debate. Nobody could keep up with John Shabazz or Malcolm X. When the messengers 44 years to uh, when the messengers 44 years to lay the foundation with the early Muslims was up and he went to be with his teacher, he assigned Honorable Elijah Muhammad assigned Brother John Shabazz to Atlanta, a city of learned people. That was like putting a rabbit in a broad patch because John Shabazz met all comers of knowledge and overcame them with the wisdom of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. He said, when we decided to rebuild the work of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, Brother John Shabazz was a brother that I counted on. He was a brother that came to my side. He was a brother that gave good counsel and good advice. So I wanted to find a name for him that tells us what we think of him and we and who we believe he is. Woo! Praise be to Allah. That's that history there. All right, go ahead, raise your hand, family, over on Zoom. If you have anything that you would like to share, something that stood out to you about that message. Come on, y'all, raise your hand. He dropped a lot of gems in that. We peaked at 124 today, man. Come on, give a shout-out to the power call. Come on, man. We peaked at 124 today, man. We about to be at 150 in a minute. Man, look at how this thing is growing, boy. Look at a lot growing this thing. All right, anybody, uh, before we get started with feedback, how many of y'all believe uh, what you heard today from this brother is good and true for black people? Just, I mean, just put the number one in the, in the comment section, no matter who you are. Come on, man, put the number one in the comment section if you believe what you heard this morning is good and true for black people. All right, now my second question is this. If you have not ever, ever visited a Nation of Islam study group in person, whether if you join or not, this ain't about you joining or not, have you ever visited? If you have not, I want you to put the number zero in the comment section. If you had not don't don't try to screenshot this and say, see, being in the Illuminati, I knew he was in the boule. All that stuff y'all be doing. Press, put the number zero in there. If you ain't never visited a physical study group. Now, I would like to invite y'all to be my guest to get more of this teaching. I'm just going to tell you like this. Now, if somebody who was already in the nation invited you on, get back with them. But everybody else. Oh, come on, man. I need you to just be my first time guest. I want to invite a hundred of y'all. This month, I'm talking about this month. I want a hundred guests. This month that say, man, I went and checked it out for my first time physically so that you can see for yourself. You hear what they say on TV. You hear what they say in the movies. You hear what they say on YouTube. People, you see, I, I, with this power call, we want to give y'all the uncut truth. Y'all hearing the lectures in full for yourself. You hearing the minister speak for yourself. You ain't got to go off what uncle said, what your homeboy thought his daddy's. No, uh-uh-uh. I want y'all to go check it out for yourself. So if y'all would like to be my guest, I want to invite y'all to just fill out my form that I got, www.noistudygroup.com. We're going to get your name, email, phone number, city, and state, just so that we can see what your local study group, where is your local mosque, give you the location. It's actually tonight. 
at 7.30 p.m. So if you can go ahead and fill it out this morning, hopefully by, by that time the team can get back with you, call you, and, 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 and get you the instruction. We're going to help you find it. We're going to help you, you know, uh, walk you through that process, okay? Again, we ain't trying to ask you to join. That's between you and God whenever you want to raise your hand. But I at least want to invite y'all to at least come to a study group where you can study these teachings, okay? www.noystudygroup.com. All right, our first hand that we have is Sister Yolanda. What did you get out of that? What did you get out of that this morning? Mm. I saw him like him. I got a lot of gems out of it, but I'm going to start with the self. When he said, we, the black people of America, are the choice of God today. In the fall of America, chapter three, on page 20, it says, self first. We, the black people in America, do not think for self first. Failing to think for self first is the greatest mistake. We, the poor black people who are up from servitude, slavery of the fathers can make. Self first in over a hundred years, we, the black people have not learned to think for self first. This is due to the fact that we try to think something for the benefit of the slave master, something to make him smile at the freed black slave so as he mentioned Dr. Abdu'l-Bahlah mentioned at the end under likes attract that's natural that's why we are so want to be under them so along with that the anti-roof we got to put the we got the anti-roof on I can't remember I'm paraphrasing but we got to put the the roof on us first so so for me I got to change my thinking, thinking, get into my studying so I can transition this kingdom that I have into the right thinking, proper thinking. Just because I'm looking at a thing or I'm studying a thing, I don't want to help them, our slave masters and their children, continue to build their kingdom. If I go to their colleges or school and get this education, let me get it so I can uplift my people and not to continue to run their world. So before I get into all of that, again, I got to think about self. I got to, I have to, excuse my English. I need to think highly of myself because if the God thinks that highly of me, he not just going to lay it at my feet and give it to me, but I got to do the preparation as Abdu'Allah mentioned as well. I got to start with the preparation. First preparation, self. I got to work on me so that I can help go out and continue to uplift, build the kingdom, help my people. I'm, I may not be able to save all, but I want to at least touch as many as I can. But the first thing we got to do is start with self. And we got to believe in self. If I don't believe I look nice, a hundred million people tell me I look nice. But when I look in that man in the mirror, woman, I'm sorry, in the mirror, I ain't going to believe it because I don't have it in self. So we got to get in our lessons. And I'm glad you chose me before Brother Shakur because I can't come behind him. Assalamu alaikum and have a happy Friday. Well, alaikum salam. And listen, if you on for your first time, 
Raise your hand. We want to hear from you too now. You may not have no, you know, nothing this to, but we want to know, man, what was your experience like on your first time on the power call? Well, I know you ain't got the full experience yet. You're going to have a more full experience once you hear everybody get a feedback and testimonies and things of that nature. But we want we want we want to hear from y'all um as well. So raise your hand if you don't know how to do it. I think you do it on your phone by hitting more reactions or something like that and then hit the little hand raise thing. If y'all want to raise your hand, uh, remember uh, feedback between three to five minutes. We want to get as many people on as possible. Also, they have also I keep saying also they have put the Telegram link inside of the chat. That's where you can network at. Uh, I already put some links to the articles about Brother Abdullah inside of the Telegram. So make sure the team is putting the, uh, the link to the Telegram in the Zoom. Make sure y'all click that and join us over on the Telegram as well. Next up, we got Brother. Is that brother Tony that I think it is? Next up, we got brother Shakur. Salam alaikum, brother. Yes, sir. All that history he was dropping, that's a whole lot of history that brother Allah went through, right? And it reminds me of uh, when my uncle Kareem Allah, when prior to 75, when the nation was uh, went down, a lot of brothers took the last name Allah, right? So I know about that history. And uh, with... Uh, um, with uh, Sister Sherazad Ali, husband, I can't remember the brother's name, who was my uncle's best friend. Uh, and she wrote the book, uh, Black Man's God Understand the Black Woman. And she wrote the Black Woman's God Understand the Black Man. We're ahead of our time. So, but what I was saying about Brother Law said about the history, right? See, he was going through, because yeah, you got to remember everything that the Europe, that the Caucasian does, he reverses everything through trick knowledge. So when you study uh, the ancient people in China, he talked about, you got to go through that history. I got the books because I studied war and warriors. Because Genghis Khan, he said, if you hadn't been such a plague upon the earth, God would not have sent me to kill you. That's what he told the Caucasian. That's, he killed the last of all the uh, French and the white knights coming out of Europe. He was a monster, right? And Genghis Khan said he came from the Blackhead tribe. And you got to go into that history about the ancient Chinese and who they are, right? That's why uh, even when you go through uh, ancient Chinese history and you go through, you will see people that look just like me and you, no matter where you, that's why I keep telling you when you look at, you know, when you look for life on any planet, you're going to see carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, and nitrogen. 21% of the planet is made out of oxygen, the atmosphere. And and uh, sixty six uh, seven eight percent of the, the uh, atmosphere is made out of nitrogen, right? But carbon, that six 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 protons, six electrons, and six neutrons, that is the basic base that all life comes from. So when you look at a polar bear, you see he white on the outside, but down on his skin he black. When you look at uh uh the horse that General Muk Muk runs, some people call him Muk Muk. Who ran the Caucasian across the devil? He didn't ride a camel. He rode what he called a lipsnip. That's a horse that's born black, but when he grows up and turns an adult, he turns white. That's the same horse that uh, uh, Denzel Washington was talking about with uh, um, I can't remember other uh, um, act that he was in with um, in the movie uh, Crimson Tide. But to go through these histories, the main thing is about a lot of people don't know. Why the Chinese ball was built? That was built to keep the Caucasian out. Because they kept coming out of the Caucasus Mountains and raiding 
and raping the women that were there. And a lot of the times when they were raping the women, they were born with birth defects. That's why there's a book called uh, The Presidents That Were Born With Six Tails, because a lot of times in Europe, they have it. They born with a lady uh, elongated tail bones, and they cut and they cut the bone. They cut the tail off. But you got to go through that history. That's why it's talking about in that uh, Gene Hackman. Yes, that's exactly what's name with Denzel. So you go through that history because remember, people wasn't even allowed in China till the the early seventies, and that was just to play ping pong. That's all. That's when Mao Zedong opened up the Chinese world again and going through that history. Now. The thing about Marco Polo, see, the thing is, when you look at Christopher Columbus, because he was given 6,000 years of rule, why didn't he just cut straight through? Straight through and go straight to, to, the, uh, to, the silk, to the silk road, right? That was, we ran all of that, right? So the reason why he didn't go through that, because there was already it. Every time you see the Caucasian, we would cut their heads off. That's why you see the shrine is underscored up there. You got to go through that history, too. That's why when Marco Polo came up, you watch any old movies when Malcolm X started to talk, they thought he was an old prophet because they hadn't heard the Caucasian called devil since ancient times. And you got to look into the word. They used to call them the white devils of Mazadaran or the white devils of, of uh, Mazadaran. And you go through that history. And the last thing is uh, talking about Marco Polo. And uh, even when you go over Japan and you go up in the mountains and you and you if you're able to see the Jamon people, they're short, dark skinned people with slanted eyes and dreadlocks that live up in the mountains in Japan. But you're gonna have to go through all these histories. Even when I was in the desert in Arabia in the war, there was a brother that was a Bedouin. He came from the tents of Kadar. And when his baby was born, he let all the black Marines hold his child. But when the Caucasian Marine came around, he wouldn't let him hold him. And I asked him because he said he know the history of the Caucasian. That's why he didn't let him hold the baby. But you're going to have to go through all because the original Arabs you see, those those Arabs that you, they're not the originals. Those Japanese you see real world, those not the original. Those China, Japanese, they're not the original. He not original, no place on the planet. And that's all I had to say. So I'm well, excellent. Thank you. Next up, we got Sister Yasina. Assalamualaikum. Well, excellent. I'm doing my happy dance, Brother, uh, brother Ben, because I love this. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I just want to point out two things. One is for the believers, when we go into Lost Found Muslim lesson number one, just go through all 14. That's our history right there. And number we in number four, and number nine, well, number four, number nine, and number 10 in particular, that's, a, that's part of our history of the Crusades. And when we studied the Crusades, just go through all of it. It's a war between the Muslims and the Christians. It's a war between the secret societies and those who are real Christians and those who are real Jews. And that's in our lessons. So when we're studying the when we're studying studying our lessons and we look at it from a historical standpoint, and we get secret relationship between blacks and Jews, we get and we study it, study those books, and we get before Columbus. And I just found one book um, that gives the history 
of the Crusades from the Arab perspective. Because we always get the Crusades from the Caucasian perspective. So when you're studying it from the Middle Eastern, their, their account of what happened in history, then it starts to make a lot more sense. Um, so I would say study through, if you want, if we want to know where we are right now in today's time, study the Crusades. Because when, uh, when Barack Obama was in, was, when he was in the White House, Whenever he went before the people, if you go back and you listen to some of his speeches, he said, we're in the last crusade. That was one of his rhetorics throughout his whole presidency. We're in the last crusade. But you won't know what the crusades are or, or what makes it the last one if we don't know what the first ones were. And then I'll close on this one. When Brother Abdullah, uh, when he was talking about the history of Greece and how they would go in and go, they have, they have to go to Egypt to study our history. Go back and read Closing the Gap on page 56. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said, in order to keep this new people from using our ancient wisdom to build his world, we started the process then of preparing for the arrival of the God of, of this world. Part of the act of preparation was to cover up the signs of the wisdom of the original man in the earth. We could not cover up the signs of the original man, of the original people in the heaven. And the new man would take many, many, many years before he could even begin to read the wisdom of the originator in the heavens. But we could keep him from reading our science in the earth by burying our ancient civilizations under the sea, under the sand, and under the forest. So the new man came to build his contrary world. Assalamualaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Yes, ma'am. Brother Tony. Brother Tony. Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Uh, kind of. You coming in a little choppy. Uh, okay. We can hear I'm you. I'm trying to, trying to get my camera. Yeah, we can hear you. Oh, yes, sir. All praise is due to a lie. As salamu alaykum, Brother Ben. Wa alaykum salam. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All praise is due to a lie, brother. I tell you, man, when I grow up, I'm going to be just like you. Because all you win, Brother Ben. Praise <laughs> you coming in with some powerful lectures, brother. And minister, brother, Abdullah. I got a chance to see him when I was in Chicago. Back when I first joined the nation in the early 80s, he would he would uh, be teaching at the Final Call Building. That man was... Ooh, he had me on fire, on 10, all the time, listening to him teach. But uh, what stood out to me, you know, from what he was saying was, uh, you know, about us, about black people, you know, uh, willing to, uh, uh, we can, we can, accept uh, uh, everybody being chosen by God except, except us. You know, and I, I think that's got a lot to do with, you know, our conditioning, you know, being here in this country, because, you know, when I grew up, you know, in Chicago, there, man, I grew up hearing, uh, if you're, uh, if you're white, you're right. If you're, if you're yellow, you're mellow. If, you, if you're brown, stick around. But if you're black, get back. You know, get way back if you're black. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? So that kind of conditioning in our minds, man, to make us, you know, you know, fill us with some self hatred. You know, think less of ourselves than we should. You know, and it, it makes it hard for us to unite. You know, with our own self and kind because of that. You know, listen. Basically, you know, indoctrinated too 
and our uh, mindset, you know, causing us to be divided against ourselves. So, uh, man, the brother was teaching, man, real hard, brother. I got to go back and finish studying some more of those points. I'm going to look for that replay. So, uh, yeah, brother, good work. And uh, I'm learning a lot from listening to this power program, man. It's a good platform, man. May Allah continue to bless you, soldier. Assalamu alaikum. Well, like salam. Thank you, sir. We got Sister, yes, sir. Sister Sharina Anthony. All right, she put a hand down. Let's go to Brother Ben Willett. Uh, peace, fam. Peace, fam. So, yeah, I just would like to congratulate you, Brother Ben, on, you know, providing this type of platform. You know, I know that the Nation of Islam has like nine ministries. I mean, maybe we can add a 10 and call it, you know, like the digital ministry. But uh, <laughs> I want to say that Friday is our last day. And, you know, if I could summarize, you know, the talks that we've had, I would say that we should be able to take these teachings and like how the minister, you know, has been instructing us to do, you know, is to make our community, our neighborhoods a safe and decent place to live. Now, that's real time. Uh, I'm living in New Orleans right now. And unfortunately, you know, we rank number one in, in murders. You know, we have like 16 to 1800 churches in the city of New Orleans. We have my synagogues and so forth. So I'm not pointing the finger, but when I'm just taking this information as to how I can go out in the field and make my community and my neighborhood a decent and safe place to be because you know, not coming from a judgmental standpoint, but oftentimes we get stuck in the uh, acquiring of knowledge, but the practical side lacks, you know. Um, you know, so that's what I'm striving to do personally, man. And I appreciate you again, Brother Ben, for, uh, you know, providing this type of flat platform. And I appreciate you guys allowing me to share. Peace. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, you know, as far as what those steps would be, uh, it, it would be to first go out and, and teach. Yeah, it would be to go out and teach. Um, of course, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, you never have to condemn a dirty glass. Just put a clean one next to it. So first, let this word go in you and internalize itself and, and change you first. All of us got some type of influence over somebody. So as they start to see us grow, it causes them, and I can only bear witness to this, uh, you know, what they're saying because it has happened in my life. As you begin to grow, it's going to cause them to ask questions. Which will invite you to teach. Hey, man, well, man well, I see you growing. And, man, tell me a little bit more. Like, as they start to see your life get better. Uh, but the way that we do that is by being in front of them in some type of way. Whether that's in the streets. Whether that's online. If online is your thing. Whatever the case may be. Is by first being a good example. Then by teaching. Because we're taught that. Be ye transformed by the renewing of the mind. 
The minister teaches us, you know, there's power in the word because it was the word that got you to change. Uh, because at the end of the day, could we give away money? Yeah, but then a fool and his money will soon part. Could we start a restaurant and give them something to eat? Sure, but when they come eat the food, they're going to go back still another fool if they're not being educated, they're not getting the knowledge. So what really changes our condition um, is the knowledge. Now, putting together an institution would be further, would be better. Uh, to where now they're able to get the message, they're able to get the knowledge, even if you aren't physically doing it, even if you aren't physically there, could they still receive this knowledge? This is how they have done it. They set up school systems. They have set up curriculums that even if they look like us, they follow in somebody else's mind, somebody else's curriculum. Um, so that's what I would say, man. And, and remember, start small. And grow large like everything else does. Who, who are you already close with that you have influence over that you can kind of share these teachings with? If it's changing you. If it's not changing you, you wouldn't be coming every morning. That's what I say about the churches. <clears throat> if your past is so bad where you don't get no spiritual growth from and your life is not changing from you going, why are you going to that church? Well, if you know, man, when I come and I hear these teachings and I hear these ideas and these philosophies and these suggestions, oh, my goodness, this is, I needed this. Well, we ain't the only one who needed it. When I first heard that we are gods, man, that, man, say, man, what that did for me? And then he broke it down. Being it is, it's not some abracadabra thing to where it's just some spooky thing, you know, in the sky. Oh, my goodness. When I started to understand, oh, this is also in the scripture. Don't you know that you are the real temple of God and that the spirit dwells within you? When I understand, okay, spirit is not independent of the material. Spirit is dependent of the material. So, yes, God is spirit, but just like the, the, the electricity needs a conduit, and then it's like we are the conduits to the spirit of God. When I heard, I said, oh, man, I see, I know the power of me. So if I, I know I'm not the only one who needed that. It's thousands, millions of other brothers who need that. When the sisters learn, oh, man, a nation rises no higher than his woman. The woman's womb is the workshop of God. Oh, you know what that do to a woman? It make her cherish her womb a little bit more. Damn, I'm the workshop of God? I mean, my womb is the workshop of God? God, I'm, I'm a co-creator? Oh, my goodness. I'm the mother and father of civilization? Adam and Eve wasn't white? We the real mothers and fathers? When it said, let us make mankind in our image and after our likeness? Oh, I never thought that it said our image. I never thought that it said us. Who was the us? Who was the our? And message to the black man, he teaches us. Man, that's you, black man and woman. They are they grafted from you. Not black because you curse. You black because you first. Man, that's the woke me up. Man, I you know me me just sharing that with another brother and sister. Shoot, that may change their life. That may wake them up. So just start small with the people who you already talked to. On a daily basis. And I would drop it with just a question. Hey man, you uh how long you think these folks that's in power? How long you think they be? I mean, you just drop it on them. You know what I mean? And you cause them to think you ain't gotta force nothing down their throat. You just drop it on them. And what we'll find is some people that we drop that teaching on them, they gonna go do stuff more powerful than we was thinking about doing anyway. They them the ones, them the youth, them the ones who gonna come up. They, when they wake up, 
Oh, man, they got all kind of, they the ones who are going to do some powerful work. So I would say, man, just start small with those who you're already around, and that thing will spread over time. Let's go to Sister Brianna. This was such a good call. <laughs> and the part that stood out the most was when he was talking about perspective. Um, I believe I'm paraphrasing when I say the minister said on his 90th birthday that we can change our reality in the twinkle of an eye if we change our perspective of what's really important. Something, something along the lines of that. And even when it comes to when uh, Brother Abdullah was saying that, oh, we shouldn't live in the white man's world, as in, like, buy the things that some may want, or live in the area that we technically built, right? If we change our perspective in just thinking, like, hey, well, we, we worked for this. We did this, so we do deserve it. And not think of, oh, well, it's theirs. I mean, they're not original, so nothing is really theirs. Everything is ours. And it, everything starts with a thought, right? It's the thought, then it's the action. And if we change our perspective on how we think and look at things, then it, it changes everything else. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Let's go to Sister Tiana. Pope Innocent Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Assalamu alaikum, family. Um, you're not black because you curse. You black because you first. That's that's big for me. I'm gonna keep that. Um, I was stood out to me. I was late. Um, what stood out to me was that he said, if you, if you think when I came in, he said, if you think that, um, the white man is ruling because they more powerful than God, like you tripping, like basically you can't nobody do nothing without the, um, without the permission of God. So that's what stood out to me. That was, that was the best part for me. That was as soon as I came in. And um, that's what I'm taking with me. Assalamu alaikum, family. Walaikum salam. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Sister TT. Um, yes, I, ju I just had a quick question. Um, I'm learning a lot of gems on your power call. And I was just wondering if you're going to have the power call on, on Saturday mornings. I don't mind getting up on a Saturday morning and learning, you know, the gems and stuff that I'm getting on the power calls. Come on with the weekend power call. I see you, Sister TT. Now, uh, we're not doing Saturdays right now. We're doing Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. Central Time. So you can just use your weekends to execute on all the knowledge we've been getting Monday through Friday. We can use our Sunday, Saturday, and Sunday to go execute to make our life better. So um, just right now, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. Central Time. All right. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. But. When you raise your hand, if you ever decide to raise your hand, we got something for you on Saturday, sisters. Oh, we got something for you on Saturdays. MGT class, huh? Vanguard. Uh, yeah, right there in the morning. Yeah, we got something for you on Saturday for you sisters. 
And we got something at night for you brothers for who want something to do on Monday nights. We got something for you. Don't worry about it. If you want something else to do, you know what to do. Go to www.noistudygroup.com uh, and we'll, we'll help you out if you need something to do on Monday nights for brothers and Saturday mornings for sisters. But let's go ahead, uh, Brother Daniel. Brother Daniel. Assalamu alaikum. Uh, this is a beautiful gem. Uh, uh, um, what came to my mind was brother when he mentioned about um, he kept mentioning about all these different. He brought beautiful balance when he brought upon uh, all the different groups and how God chose them for a particular purpose in a particular time season. And it made me think upon uh, a scripture that said that all things work together for the good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. And it really brought balance. And uh, when I look at the lessons and um, when I look at um, one being for the original man and two, we think of the colored man. And, and sometimes we look at it as though um, they're two extremes, though the two are competing against one another. But if a lot is the only reality, and it made me think upon two, two can, it can be something that's just straight up wicked, which that is a yin to that part, but it also has, uh, you know, like in the Gospels where it says, be wise as serpent and harmless as doves. And I noticed that it says be wise as serpents because serpent is also can be something for skill or uh, using something for wisdom, almost like when Master for Muhammad's father, he wanted to use skills. So he went and got the Caucasian woman and he cleaned her up from her engrams or cleaned her up from her demons. And he used that because that was skill on how he was the maneuver in and out of America. And, um, so when I look at the, um, as I heard a few people mention about the Crusades, when that Crusades, you had a yin yang element of the Knights of Templar. So you had the Pope, who was the wicked, the bloodsucker, and I was working with the bloodsuckers. And but you had these Knights of Templar who was above ground, who made up the ten percent. But you also had a degree of those uh, Knights of Templar that went underground. So when I look at the um, lessons, when it asks the question, what is the said other, what is the birth record of said other than Islam? And it mentioned about Christianity, 551 years old. And, you know, when I first came in, um, I, I used to wonder about that 551 years old. And I was like, 551 years old? That doesn't go back to Emperor Constantine during the 325 AD when the when an emperor Constantine organized the white man's made up religion, the Christ, the official Christianity, the organized Christianity. And so when I took it back to the 551, you know, it, it took me back to a John Wycliffe and John Wycliffe who had the mindset that he had the mindset of the nation, but it was like Caucasian form. But so it really, so when I came in contact with a uh, Dianetics, the light bulbs went off my head because everything I studied for for Dianetics with L. Ron Hubbard, John Whitecliffe came to my mind strong. 
And so John Wycliffe, he did some word clearing. He took the scriptures out of the language of the ten percenters and put it into the language that the masses uh, that could understand. He took the spookiness out of it, and he gave juice energy to the Knights of Templar who went underground. And the Knights of Templar that went underground became our allies because they called for the Black Moors or the Black Muslims. For, so it's like a yin yang working element, like a like the interchange, like the alternation of the night and day between the yin and the yang or the black and the white that work together to bring upon the resurrection of the dead or the I wouldn't call it the resurrection dead. I would say it was they call it the Renaissance, which is equivalent to our resurrection of the dead. And so um, when you had the uh, Knights of Templar, one of the terms for Knights of Templar was poor fellow soldiers of Christ. Poor fellow soldiers of Christ and Solomon. And they all like, damn, that's 5%. Poor, poor righteous teachers. So it was like the yin-yang element to bring balance. So when we played a tape the other day about justice or else, and I started thinking upon Masfar Muhammad bringing justice to both black and white and bringing balance um, and our mission and how we, what our duty is to expand our breasts and here going out, when I look at Jesus, when I was speaking of Jesus, I'm speaking of the Messiah and I miss Donald Miss Louis Farrakhan. Well, the, the, when the gospel started off narrow with the lost sheep, only with the lost sheep first, and then it expanded to the, he said, go ye into Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. And eventually the one that came after him had to take that same gospel, them same lessons that was only refined to just black people. They had to take them same gospel even to the Gentiles, which is the Caucasians. Which it reminds me of the expanding our breasts, closing the gap so we can take these lessons um, to every nook and cranny. And um, and this is the hip hop generation. This is the generation that we that's coming up under us right now. And um, so and the last thing I want to say on this, as far as healing the wounds, because the tools, the skill is coming from the yin and the yang, because no disease can happen when that yin yang element is in the alternation of night and day, when the energy is flowing. It only disease only happens is when the energy is blocked. You on you on mute. Your time is up. I think your time was up, brother. All right, we'll come back to you. Let's go to uh, Sister Diane. Well, the E-Team Swift, ain't they? Golly, I wouldn't. E On deck, brother. Quick thinking and fast moving. <laughs> With a distraction. All right, brother. brother. I mean, Sister Diane. You there? Hello, can you hear me? We can hear you. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Um, I, I'm looking at everyone. Um, wonderful, wonderful um, message every morning. I look forward to them. Um, so many nuggets to speak on. I'm going to speak on fear of people. I was really impressed with him speaking about, again, um, bear witness to what Brother Daniel said, um, the groups of people. We were last, I feel, 
to look at everyone else and see the blessing that we have in front of us. But so many of us don't see that. We look at it as a curse. Fear. I can talk to black people when, and then they talk about white people. They whisper. Well, I caught myself one day. I asked the brother, I said, why are you whispering and looking around? He's like, oh, you're right. You're right. I said, they, I said, they don't look around when they talk about us. It's the truth. So just, you know, sum your heart, follow your heart. We are a blessing. We must step out in that fear and continue to speak love and they'll get it. It's a lot of it's a lot of folks out here. It's the fear. Growing up in South Central LA with the white mom and black daddy, and my mother despised her people. I don't know why. I wish she was here today so that I, I speak on a different level now to ask that from her heart. But we must speak how we feel. We don't have to be in a derogatory way, shooting people down, but it's facts. Everything I ever speak on is facts. I've seen a lot in my days growing up. A couple of my sisters didn't make it out of that drug scene, that life. I almost got caught up in it, but I said, no, nah, that's not right. Something not right. But we must step out on fear and know we've seen how everyone else operates. When are we going to come together as a whole and start loving one another, building every time? I'm going to bring someone in my space to build. Here comes the bull crap. Here it comes. I'm like, and I don't do that. I'm not entertaining it. I can do it by myself. I've done it before by myself. I've built businesses. I try to educate and inspire people, but everyone's not ready. And the saying goes, everyone can't go. That's that thorn in the side. Everyone can't go. But step out. What's your gift? Start speaking to people. Because Come, growing up in a, a Christian church, father was grandfather was the reverend, grandmother, the mother of the church. And a lot. I got kicked out of the classes a lot. I was that child because the things didn't make sense. And I'm sure I questioned a lot of the teachings and I got in trouble for that. But if you're feeling it in your spirit and your heart, speak out on it. If you're feeling it in your, your spirit and your heart to build something, don't say no. Nah. Step out. Make that first step. Trust me. Trust me. The doors will open. They will open. You have the power within. Go spread that love to everyone. And forgive me. I've been outside working on the truck. I got to get down the road now. But thank you for your time. I appreciate you all. And I spent all day yesterday. Go back and watch. Rewatch videos. Brother Ben, I was on your channel for about eight hours while I was driving. Looking at different videos. It's power in those videos. It's power. It's truth. It enlightens you. Go on forward. Don't be afraid. Put that fear behind you. Praise Take care. You. Have a wonderful day. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. <clears throat> Next up, we got Brother Zoom. His name is Zoom user on here. Zoom user. Look like Brother Trail, but your name is Zoom user on here. Got to unmute yourself. Going once, going twice. All right. Anybody else have anything that they would like to share? Any first time guests that would just like to raise your hand and share what you thought about the call this morning? Anybody? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. How you doing, brother? I said I'm lucky. Well, excellent. So, um, refresh my memory here. I know uh, brother Abdul mentioned um, how uh, 
what did he say about the choir? How uh, sometimes uh, the choir is uh, relating to the message more than certain pastors or something like that. So uh, what, you know, stuck with me, I thought of Exodus uh, chapter 15. I would sing to the Lord for he has drunk glorious. You you don't went mute. We can't hear you. Can't hear me. Yeah, we can hear you now. All right, yeah, yeah. And then back to what uh, Sister Brianna was saying. Uh, I agree. Uh, how the Caucasian was taking over, but we have to understand the the enemy said in Exodus fifteen, I will pursue, I will overtake, I will divide the spoil. My desire shall be satisfied on them. I will draw my sword and my hand shall destroy them. You blew with your wind. The sea covered them. They sink like lee in the mighty waters. Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Well, who is the gods? Us, right? Psalms 82, verse 6 says, You are God's children of the Most High. And also says, Who is like you, glorious and holiness? Uh, it also says, uh, fearful and praises, doing wonders. You stretched out your right hand, and the earth swallowed you. You, in your mercy, have lead forth. The people who have redeemed, you have guided them in your strength to your holy habitation. So I feel like, you know, that goes into a lot with, you know, the teachings of Moses. And, you know, to say that, I agree with Brother Abdul and what he was saying in that lecture. Yes, sir. Thank you for sharing. Anybody else want to share? All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and close out this morning's power call. I thank you all for tuning in this morning. <clears throat> beautiful feedback, beautiful lecture. <clears throat> Inshallah, we'll see you guys again Monday morning at 8 a.m. Central Time. If you would like to uh, visit your local Muhammad Mosque or study group to check out the Friday night self-improvement study group, just go to www.noistudygroup.com. Dot com and we'll have someone be uh, reaching out to you uh, to help you find your location and walk you through that process. Remember, today is the first day of the rest of your life. You can make the rest of your life the best of your life. And remember what the question is. How will God work through you today? How will God work through you today? Assalamu alaikum family. See you guys next week. Peace.